Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech Podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress and tech experts, hosted by Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable show this week in WordPress and Tech. Got a great panel. Um, It shows 692. We've got some fabulous, fabulous stories. I think the panel are up for it. I'm going to let our guest panellists, our regulars, but guests, introduce themselves. First, let's start with Chris. Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? All right. I'm Chris from Lifter LMS, a learning management system for WordPress. So create courses and membership sites with that. And I have a podcast for course creators called LMS Cast. I listen to it regularly. Uh, um, we got Tom. Tom, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure thing. Hey, everyone. My name is Tom with Convesio. We are the best platform for scaling WordPress. Uh, to say a quality platform run by a CEO that knows it about hosting would be a slight understatement, but there we go. I've got my friend, John Locke. John, would you like to introduce yourself? John from Lockdown SEO, helping manufacturing uh, companies with SEO. And I've got my friend, (laughs) the one that has to put up with me on Friday. (laughs) He has literally two hours of me. To say that he enjoys pain must be under. Spence, would you like to introduce Thank you. I think we're making progress. By the way, now that you have the little stream box, don't you have the button that plays the songs, the, the title from The Odd I've got couple? all sorts of plans, but I can't even believe We're like Oscar it. and Felix. Dun, 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 dun. I'm planning to have all the sound effects, but I just don't get It's the second week I've been saying that, but uh, I've been. It's Spence from WP Launchify. Thank you. Yeah. That was a much better introduction. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Before we go into the great stories, we've got a very important part of the show. I have met two messages from our great main sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments. Allow us to introduce you to Castos, our major sponsor. If you're looking to get into podcasting, Castos is for you. No penalties on the amount of downloads and the support, should you need it, is the best in the industry. Take a look at Castos for your podcasting solution. That's castos.com, castos.com. The importance of backing up your WordPress website cannot be emphasized enough. We use BlogVault to help us do this on a daily basis. With free staging, migrations, and on the pro plans, malware scanning and auto fix, BlogVault is the professional's choice when managing just one website or many. Go to blogvault.com and see for yourself, you seriously won't find a better, more complete solution. That's blogvault.com, blogvault.com. We're coming back. And by the way, um, I've got some great special offers from some of the sponsors. I've got recommendations for WordPress plugins and services. Where can you go to get all these goodies? Well, just go over to the WP Tonic, WP Tonic slash recommendations and all the goodies will be there go over there so let's start off panel oh yes uh, only a small story our um, wordpress community ad- oh god the title goes on forever though wordpress community attributes declining uh market share to performance issues increased complexity blah 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 but it's the important story. Who should I select? Let's ask Chris. Let's go for diplomacy first before <laughs> I put my foot right into it. So, Chris, what did you think of this small I story? Think, I think it's a uh, complex. I, I don't think you can really point to one thing that's causing the the WordPress market share decline. And, and I'll, I'll note that it's also very subtle. It's 0.1% from the previous month. It's not like a a stock market crash or some like giant percentage or 10 percentage point change. Can WordPress grow forever? Ever? Will it ever eat the whole pie? No. Every business and technology has a life cycle. And I think WordPress could actually shrink and still be a lot healthier in terms of adoption. Size of market share isn't the be all end all. It's more about the people that are participating in that piece of the pie. And if WordPress has pressure from 
other technologies that are taking up more market share that can spur innovation in the space. And um, so that's, I, I don't really have anything else to say beyond that. No, because it is a real witch's brew of a story, really. So, Tom, you know, what, what's your <laughs> what, what's well, your reflection on, on this? I think I agree with Chris. This is a rounding error. Okay, who knows? I mean, who's really going to look at this data? This data is aggregated in very, very big ways, um, you know, large data sets. Okay, putting all that aside, though, what got me was the things people jumped on as to the reason why this is happening. So there's a little flicker here. It's like, boom, we're pouncing on performance and this whole like it's becoming harder for people to know how to build sites. And then the comparison of this to Wix, which I don't know, maybe I'm just out of touch here, but that platform's like a dumpster fire. I mean, I just, I'm like, you know, I get into that and it's like, maybe it's cause I'm, because I'm so rooted in, in the WordPress experience, but I just, I wanted to talk to everybody today about what their thoughts were on the reasons why this is happening. I mean, okay, yeah, sure, performance is something that I think we know there's an issue. There's a performance team that's been created. People are going to be addressing that. But, um, you know, the I was actually kind of a little bit more interested in this, co- the, the comment that it's becoming harder to figure out how to build WordPress sites because I actually have been feeling that pain myself it's like is it time to use gutenberg and go in on all in on that or should i stick to like an elementor oxygen page builder type of thing and so that rung a chord to me because one thing that the shopify users have done and i feel like if there was a if the one of the biggest disappointments personally that i've had is seeing the rise of shopify and it eat away at the woocommerce uh, market share and my my whole thing there is Shopify fix fixated on making it really easy for someone to get a store online and transact the first dollar and that is something the whole getting started and building process Wix has simplified that greatly and I still feel like that's a ba- an over a barrier that we have to overcome in the WordPress space it's just not easy to get started on building a WordPress site, not as easy as it is on Shopify and these other platforms. Yeah, I think you made some great points there. So, John, um, I think the points, the comments were quite enlightening, really. Um, The problems with WooCommerce, I've been banging the drum about that for almost two years now, John. Um, the other thing is, and I think Gutenberg, I, I just think they want to buy, there's about three themes out there that are written, you know, Cadence, um, what the Astra team, you know, I, I really think that maybe Automatic really wants to need to work with their partners and get, and there was a great video that was published um, this morning um, about it's just so many opportunities, but it it just needs the WordPress community to come together and get that. That's what I'm finding so frustrating, John. What do you reckon? Yeah, the comments are very illuminating. Um, not only did Illustrator blog Alex Denning wrote about this too. There's a few other people I'm sure that I'm forgetting. Um, but the bottom line is. Well, I've seen a few people suggest, too, that it might be because we haven't been having word camps. That's the reason for the decline. And I think that's totally not it. Um, I think there's a lot of frustration with the anticipation of where the block editor would be right now. And I think for the developers who have always been the biggest evangelists for WordPress and the ones who have really enabled it to grow and have been the ones pushing it to clients. I think there is some frustration there. Um, 
I think another part of it is the rest of the market, like Wix, Webflow, Squarespace. At the lower end of the market, where people are just trying to get a quick site up, uh, these are viable alternatives. And I think that's the challenge is I know that that's where the project is trying to go to be easy uh, for these type of people in the market and compete with those page builders directly. Um, but I, I think that uh, they just need to basically get this project on course and like have these things in uh, core and uh, not have bugs. I've actually seen a few like WordPress developers uh, say too that it's at the enterprise level, um, it could be like pushing beta software onto users, referring to the block editor, uh, that, that gets frustrating for clients. And that might be part of the stagnation as well. But I don't think that WordPress, as far as its market share, is going to plummet. Um, but I think there is a danger where um, if the stagnation continues, you know, at some point it might become like that. Um, well, I think, John, yeah. I, I think it's really, really, really necessary for the major players to, to build an association, a professional WordPress association, and for there to be a trade voice at the table of these major decisions, um, uh, not a threat to automatic. I don't want it to come across as some kind of threat to Matt or to automatic. They've got their business interests. But I do really feel it's time for there to be a trade association and real input on the table that makes these major decisions. And um, I think it's just a sign of a lot of frustration about the present situation, John, which has come, that's, no, it's like a family, you know, the major issues aren't talked about and then they just erupt. Um, there's, you know, and it's normally the eruption isn't really about the made the real problem. It's just the symptom of problems not being discussed honestly. So that's my little bit. So what do you reckon, Spence? <clears throat> I can break it down simply by saying, imagine you had a community of people that were good at carving wheels out of wood. And for 15, 16 years, we all got together and learned, taught each other, sold how to make wagon wheels out of wood. And then all of a sudden, one day, the person who brought everybody here said, we're basically going to uh, introduce a new way to make wagon wheels. You have to melt plastic. And you don't have much say about it. And by the way, even though you guys are still awesome at making stuff out of wood and everybody still has businesses carving stuff out of wood, you have to make stuff out of plastic now. And we're going to make a new machine that we're introducing, the, the plastic wheel maker. And it's not working yet, but we're going to introduce that into the core of everybody's life and business and everything. Well, similarly, here's the problem. We all got where we, where we got because of the good old-fashioned HTML, PHP, CSS, and so forth. And everybody knows how to do that. So problem one started as soon as they moved over to this entire JSON-based thing. Because, again, Chris and I discussed this, everybody who's involved in any way, like blank face of like, I don't want to become an expert at JSON and it's a completely <laughs> different skill set. So if I want to carry on, I have to either be good at it or get somebody to do it for me. But I don't feel I have access to all the things that I've learned over 15, 16 years. Like I could really make a product, a service, a business. I could teach people from the from my mind everything that got us here in WordPress. So completely cutting that out of the conversation in favor of JSON and all the new stuff I think it was mistake one. Number two is this full site editing is a poison waiting to kill off the rest of the well or who drinks from it. Because the way to do things is to use the traditional themes with the block editor. This full site editing is such a distraction because it introduces a multitude of other confusing things for the consumer and for the makers. And we're barely able to talk to each other now 
Because the third thing is the politics. I agree, and I don't want to talk about it here, but like there needs to be talk amongst the various people who make stuff. But at the end of the day, we have a clear mandate from above that they're not listening directly to what we need and what we want. And even if they were listening, they're not actually able to execute on a clear strategy of what's good for the community of makers and consumers. And as a result of those three things, that's where, even though it's a rounding error today, that's where it's given these other systems time to catch up. I actually tried Wix a couple months ago. I was blown away with how amazing the entire experience is and still continues to be. But there's one difference between Wix and Weebly, Squarespace, Shopify, all of them versus WordPress. You don't own it and control it. So we still have time to fix it ourselves. If we can deliver to the consumer or the enterprise a unified solution where all of us get together and say, ignore all this other stuff. Here's what you need. We can continue to get that remaining 47 you know, percent share of the market. But if we don't do it, just look at it from the eyes of a business or a consumer. I'm a company that sells this or that, the other product. Somebody comes to me who's an intermediary who says, oh, I can set you up today on Shopify and you could be using Shopify yourself or on Wix or on Weebly. They don't care about the 4,000 different pieces that you need to get a WordPress site going now with WooCommerce. And even though my business and consultancy is to help people, I find it maddening that I have to be every single day filtering through a gigantic mess of new plastic machines and plastic makers and ideas that are not what, what got us here. So quite honestly, I think we should put a, a freeze on full site editing, focus on consolidating the block project and privately sorting it out and get WordPress into a streamline and yeah. I'm politically simplified thing that doesn't favor one company over another. Because that's a bigger problem too. There's well, I think um, Jamie from um, Poodle Press, I think it is, had a great yeah, video. Yeah. Had a great video this morning about a new way of a new theme generator. So it, it really and it solves this. Um, I totally agree with you about full editing, John. I know it's in the comments. Um, the, and it, the comments that support the tavern and the other um, articles that were linked, that there was from some of the small plug-in and theme independent producers, there was a lot of negativity about a major play in the WordPress community that seems to totally dominate SEO, you know, that their properties, and they were saying in the comments that they felt that they were being totally squeezed out by this player and their dominance of SEO. I didn't totally agree with it. I don't know if you noticed those comments, John, and if you and I know this is your speciality. They do this particular um, individual in his business does seem to totally dominate WordPress SEO. And I'm puzzled how they've achieved that anyway. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so that one is very easy. Um, I have, I didn't see a lot of that on the Tavern comments, but I did see that in some of the Facebook groups yeah. that are centered around WordPress. That's a common sentiment. Um, the truth is when you have multiple sites that already have uh, some authority, you can cross-link between them. And SEO becomes a lot easier when you do that, when you have multiple uh, properties that are already established. Um, Google just seems to trust them like that. Um, so there's a force multiplier that happens uh, with that. And that's what Google has said that they want to do themselves for a long time, um, since 2008, that's who they want to rank is large brands versus little guys. They would rather trust a larger brand. Um, so that's that's the reason why I get that. I think that there is some criticism that happens of various WordPress uh, companies and entities. And I don't think it's necessarily like frustration um, that they are more successful Sometimes it's it's the methodology. Yeah, I thought we, I could understand what they were saying. 
And I do believe, and I don't really want to fall out with this particular company and its founder. I do have problems with some of their business practices and I have a slight problem with the founder. Um, but on the other hand, I don't want him coming after me, but I'm not prepared just to lie about it. Um, but on the other hand, I, thought, I, I do think there are mythologies about niching, finding the Pacific. There are ways of overcoming these issues. So I felt it was a bit overblown. Um, so, Spencer, just to finish off before we go for a break, and then, man, let's, 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 let's get Chris into it. You know, I didn't want this conversation. It's probably going to take the whole of the first half up. It is a very multifaceted and important conversation, Chris. Have you got one or two things that would clearly, that you feel that they were done in the next six months would really help this situation? I, I think there are clear things that could be done that would improve the situation. And the, it, I'm puzzled why they're not being done. But, you know, um, there's probably forces behind commercial reasons why it won't be done. Um, what do you think, Chris? Got any? Are you referring to SEO dominance or to the decline in market share? Well, I think the decline in market share is a bit of a red herring, but it, it allows people who, if you don't see that decline, feel that they can't say anything because it, it the ship is, you know, it's still going at full speed and everything's great. But everybody under the under the under the cover knew there were major problems. But now with this slight decline, it enables people to start saying things, doesn't it? It does. I mean, it is important to have, you know, data data to look at to inform what your argument is. Um, I mean, to really write the ship, there's a couple of things at play. It's super complex. But one thing that Spencer alluded to is the changing requirements of the, quote, modern WordPress developer is it's gotten harder. A lot of the skills from the past aren't enough anymore. So it's causing a huge, um, in some ways, die-off of some of the the older-style developers. And I've seen that in people that create products for WordPress or do agency work where they're, they're either not wanting or able to kind of adapt and move forward. I think that's like the biggest thing that could be affecting uh, market share it opens a it opens a door for more innovation if somebody is really going forward with full site editing mindset block editing mindset gutenberg is bigger than wordpress mindset but that's all a really big strategic bet that uh, wordpress is making that may or may not pan out advantageously so and there's another thing I just want to call out, which is I've seen after 14 years or something like that in WordPress is there are products and personalities slash influencers and communities, micro communities within WordPress that kind of come and go in waves. So, you know, what is the next big wave for WordPress in terms of excitement, new product energy, um, uh, you know, where you've, it becomes like fun and it's like a magnet that draws people in instead of repels them away. So that's from like a cultural standpoint, that's what WordPress needs right now to, to move forward is to kind of get the groove back. But this groove in 2022, this excitement is going to be different than what it was before. You know, people like Matt Medeiros touch on it and like the challenges of the blue collar digital worker. And there have been challenges, but what, is there a way to re-inject that excitement and energy into the WordPress freelancer and agency space and the product creator space um, so that we start ticking back up in the other direction? And that's where leadership comes in, both at the highest level in WordPress, but also with the individuals and brands that participate in the space. So I don't have a clear sight on how to get there, but... Um, that's the that's the main friction point, the ways of the past versus kind of that whole innovate or die kind of mindset on the on the leading edge. And and trying not to leave anybody behind and being exclusive about 
all that. Being inclusive is super important. So, yeah. so Tom, so Tom, um, I knew you were just about to say something, but you're going to have the last word before we go for a break, Tom. Um, but Tom, I feel that you know the first step, business or personally, around dealing with a problem is admitting that there is a problem. <laughs> um, um, and I just don't feel that the leadership and are identifying that there's a problem. Uh, and that's the first step in dealing with a problem business-wise or personally is admitting that there's the problem. What? How do you respond to that, Tom? Well, so first of all, Chris is like a, a philosopher of WordPress. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's like, I'm like, ooh, it's like we've got this spiritual Sherpa on the thing. It's quite different than Spencer's vibe. So um, so I, here's the problem, right? <clears throat> Automatic, Matt, whomever it is, has this vision of where we're going. And a lot of times, you know, this there's a lot of parallels between this and changes like Apple has made over its technology, when you have a company and a person or a team of people that have a vision for the future, sometimes it's simply awkward getting to that vision. And we're in this awkward state where nothing moves fast enough, things are partially built, we're not at the end destination yet. And it has been, to Spencer's point and Chris's and and John's, it's there's a lot of change. We have seen a lot of disruptive change. And that unsettles people. But, you know, sometimes, and I agree with you, I don't think anyone's going to admit there's a problem right now because we're not at the end destination. And so nobody wants to, I don't think anyone would want to jeopardize like the vision of where we're going and say, you know, there's, there's a bunch of problems and, you know, we need to rethink some of the things that we're doing. I think the, the, Likely what's going to wind up happening is we're just going to have to push through this awkward time and these things and just continually get better at uh, stuff that's happening in the WordPress community and our ability to adapt to things. And it's yeah, I, I, totally, I totally understand where you're coming from, Tom. Um, but the only concern I have with that remark is that this has been going on f- for the past couple of years, really, which is, a you know, and I just don't see it getting better that's the problem can can, can i add something on to that because i think uh, first of all i like tom's observation and i feel that way about chris too chris is chris and i are i think very good friends because we're very diametrically opposite in our mannerisms i like to be very uh forward in what's on my mind and chris is much more diplomatic in that sense but i do agree that it feels intuitively to me that the innocence of the original WordPress is gone and it won't come back. And I'm not cynical because everything of my youth that I talk about from a million years ago has been lost, but that doesn't mean that I want it. It's just not there, like dial-up telephones and stuff. But what I do feel is a real risk for all of us is once we go down a path that alienates the clever individual, the creative spirit, the tinkerer, okay, you, no offense to him, but I'll pick on Yoast. It's all Yoasts all the time, or it's all Awesome Web all the time. It's all big money all the time because the only one who will win will be the company that has the resources and the manpower to develop the solutions and politically push them forward. And I feel like we can stop that right now by putting a chokehold and pausing full site editing. And at least stick with what got us to the dance, which is the underlying theme framework, the existing one. And we can still have our blocks and eat it too, because then those two worlds, I mean, that's the world we're still in. Like a tinkerer can still play in that world. A tinkerer can still make a product or service on a weekend in that world. As soon as we go down the full site editing block thing, and as soon as the politics of how stuff gets sold, get pushed up into consolidation mode, it's too late. And here's why it's important to me as a marketer first, okay? You got to be thinking about who we're selling this to, okay? WordPress was always attractive to the person who's like, hey, I'm a small business owner and I just want to make a new website for my thing or a new e-commerce thing for my thing. 
they can go do that right now on their own for free. WordPress has to be sold by an intermediary who says, but wait, there's something you're not thinking about by buying a tricycle today. You need the 10-speed bicycle today, and I'll help you learn to ride it because then you won't regret it later. And if we all lose the intermediaries because they can't get involved at the participatory level anymore, or it's non-competitive, like Matt talked about how WordPress should not be selling $5,000 services at the same time they're an advocate for the rest of us, then, then it's going to be too late. And quite honestly, it's not like I'm sad, I'll move on to something else. But like for art's sake, it's 16 years in this community. Why don't we stop it now and fix it for ourselves? And that seems to me to be my own mandate this year. I mean, it's just crazy. I, I just don't why it's, I don't know why there's not a higher level conversation other than the obvious, which is the investors want that to happen at Automatic. Yeah, I think we go for a break. It's been a fabulous discussion. I really enjoyed it. We're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power of WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Alamator or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. I'm Bertha, an AI-based writing assistant to help you write better content on your WordPress website. In just a few clicks, you can ask me to help you write outstanding content for your website that's guaranteed to convert, from blog posts to landing pages to product pages. Never be left with that blank page again. You can try me for free on Bertha.ai. See you soon. We're coming back. Before we go into the other stories, I don't want to say um, Spencer and myself do a great live show. It's called Sales Funnels Live. We're going to be doing that around 10.15. I'm still calling it Sales Funnels Live. Right? Oh, we come could... on, call it what it is. No, Sales Funnels Live. Uh, sales Funnels Live. We're doing it around 10.15. Spencer's got the pleasure of dealing with me. He's getting We rattled. had a plan. He's getting, He's getting rattled. You change things constantly, Spence, which is... Oh, my God. What are your strengths? But we need to keep to pattern, Spence. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. You watch me and you watch Spence literally implode in front of you in dealing with me. That's highly entertaining on its own right. So please join us for the live show. It's going to be entertaining. We're going to be talking about all things about building landing pages and marketing automation aimed at providing services to your clients. We'll see you on the live show. So let's go into the next story. Our um, Apple Director of Machine Learning exits over return to office policy. So um, let's start with let's start with Chris again, um, the philosopher of the show. Uh, um, so um, Spence Spence has left us. <laughs> I, 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 he's not happy, so he's gone already. Uh, um, so, <laughs> Chris, um, there seems to be a rebellion at Apple. They're not happy going back to the um, to the headquarters to the to the dome. They they seem to want their liberty. Uh, what's what's the problem, Chris? I, I just see this more in the macro shifts in power that we see over time from like decentralized to centralized, from the powerful to the people, uh, from conservative to liberal. There's these, there's like this undulation that happens. And right now the pendulum is into, at least in terms of, uh, who has control over the workplace. It's really in the hands of the people right now. And now they've gotten comfortable with work from home. Some like it, some don't want to go back. Some have, more health concerns than others. So I think this is just it. This is just a high-profile company 
with a leader who's taken a stand and prioritizing their preference and how they work uh, over what the company mandates. And, you know, just like WordPress puts the power as a decentralized open source operating system for the web, it puts the power in the hands of the people. It's opposite to the, uh, the centralized walled garden SaaS model of CMSs. So uh, this is the wave we're on. And maybe this last story we had, you know, the wave is tipping the other way again. But I think this is all great stuff in terms of the future of work. I think it's better in a lot of ways. And, but also, I think a hybrid model makes sense. And people, humans need to get together. They need to get around real whiteboards and break bread together and shake hands and stuff like that. So it's not an either-or dynamic, but the people have spoken. Well, John, you know, they need to force these employees back to this the dome, don't they? You know, they can't have them actually doing some work at home, can they, John? Oh, Dan- Daniel Schutzmas in, in the comments uh, said that Apple has a very expensive campus, so I'm sure the folks at the top want to make use of it. Um, that's part of it. I, I, I think in any organization, there's a level level of middle management that has nothing to do if people are, you know, self-regulating and they're doing their work at home. Um, I think there's there might be a level of Distrust it. Oh, my God, the employees aren't doing their work. You have to keep your eyes on them at all times. But uh, I, you've I think... You've got to spy yeah. on them. And, you, know, you, know, yeah. I, you know, on this article, too, I've seen somebody say that, like, um, you know, <laughs> people in retail and manufacturing might, you know, they're like, oh, this guy looks down on us because we have to be in a physical location. Um, it's just the nature of the work digital work can be done remotely from anywhere. And I don't think that that's anybody's fault um, or anything like that, but I think that it makes sense. I mean, why, why commute spend a lot of gas time in traffic and uh, you know, spend like three hours a day commuting to go to an office and be around people, you know, with COVID coughing in your face, you know, <laughs> lovely. Isn't it? What a prospect. Yeah. Mm. So. Uh, so, Tom, you know, I imagine, I don't know, are you a totally distributed company or do you have an office? Um, and are. Um, how do you build, you know, there are problems with the distributed model of building a, a culture that's unique to your business. So I'm not, I'm not, I agree with Chris, you know, the interesting thing in the next couple of years is how you build a hybrid solution that's effective. Um, How do you, have you thought about these issues and things in your own mind? Yes. And particularly about Apple, you know, in everything that I've read about Apple and, uh, you know, I spent 12 years working in the San Francisco Bay Area at tech companies and, you're right. There's a lot of that collaboration that's in person, getting around a whiteboard, diagramming things, brainstorming things, grabbing coffee with your coworkers. All of these things, the relationships strengthen to make you work better together. It's like I, I tell my team, it's like just because you hire a bunch of rock star players, you don't have a really cohesive sports team. You've got to practice and learn how to execute together. And so being in person speeds that up. Apple as a company, from what I have read, has always placed a very high premium. That's why they built the campus that they built on people being together. Like they believe you work, your output is better. Collaborative innovation is better when you're together. And so, um, you know, Look, you can be a completely collect, distributed company and work really well together and have accountability and all of this stuff. But, um, you know, I don't know, to be honest with you, if I can say you're better or worse if you're distributed versus in in um, in person, because I think there's pros and cons to each one of them. Um, the reason I'm laughing, Tom, is Craig's little comment. Maybe they all need a new Starbucks NFT. I had a slight rant last week. Uh, went on a bit of a, one of my Jonathan rants uh, um, 
um, Tom. So um, that, I think that's what Craig is remarking. It was quite entertaining, though. Know, I think um, I'm not going that way, Craig. Are NFTs worth anything anymore? I mean, wasn't that so last week? I mean. Exactly. So last week, Craig, i got to say. Um, on to the next story, because we've got at least cover three stories. <laughs> uh, um, we had a bit of a chat about this last week, but um, I've got to say Master WP are really um, hitting it out of the park. Um, got good news panels. Some of their, um, um, some of their um, editors and... Um, Writers are going to be joining us regularly on the Roundtable show. Um, that should be quite entertaining. Hopefully, I'm having a chat with them. Hopefully, they're going to join us on a regular basis panel. That should liven things up, shouldn't it? Uh, um, it's, not, it's not lively as it is, but uh, it's going to get even more livelier. Uh, um, so, jailbreaking WordPress and the member press renew crisis um, what do you reckon about this one, Spence? You know, um, yeah, it's a bit of a I'm not very impressed with what Member Press have done, really. What do you reckon? Um, first of all, I agree. Rob Howard and, you know, what Master WP is doing, I love. I, I may actually be publishing some stuff there shortly, but nevertheless, I like the fact that it's um, it's a salient type of a publication there's nothing against the tavern but by the way i want to bring in the fact that justin tedlock announced his retirement from the tavern and the tavern is always right yeah and the tavern is always sort of like on the edge of people's minds like isn't that paid for by automatic whereas master wp is speaking you know emperor's new clothes here so his (laughs) point which although they have a solution for it because they have a product with wp wallet is very very on the same space where I'm talking about, which is you you have a problem because there are first-generation plugins that are no longer necessary. A membership plugin is no longer necessary, in my professional opinion, in a world where you have a transactional engine of WooCommerce, you have marketing automation through a CRM directly like Fluent or through WP Fusion connecting your CRM or by using a specialty thing like an LMS, like Lifter. So some of these components themselves are still useful for a very small share of people who just want one plugin to do it all. But the problem is that they introduce themselves into this ecosystem of other stuff that they bump into. Now, that by itself would be fine, except... This power play move comes in where, again, I'm not saying it was Awesomotive directly, but somehow maybe Awesomotive pulled the trigger on their 40% and said, cut off everybody as soon as they stop paying. And that violates the principle of what WordPress is supposed to do. But in the consequence, these people who didn't know any better end up with stuff breaking. And now we're in the same conversation. Like, why do you have this plugin here? And why is it in the stack of stuff? And So the bottom line is, his point is, (laughs) you can hack it, you can go and rip the code out, sure, I could do that, but then what does that make me as a business person? My business is to go tell another plugin author, you're an asshole, sorry, and I'm going to take your stuff out and give your plugin away for free? No, the problem is that shouldn't ever happen in the WordPress ecosystem on top of all of our other existential problems. Like, don't we all see that we're creating our own problems? Like it's it's like red and blue here. We can't allow one company to go break the rules and spray paint on the wall because then another company spray paints on a wall. And this is a perfect example. And so I, I feel like a little bit of an evangelist or Rob Robin Hood here, but like this is self-preservation for all of us and for our customers by saying, we need to sort our own stuff out and make this whole experience more like a Wix, more like a Shopify. Yeah, more like- sorry, uh, Bolsey, you know, this was just a bridge too far for, you know, he's going to come after me, fair enough. He doesn't like me anyway. And again, you know, you what, know what, fair what, enough. What, one thing, I just want to lay this out here objectively. I am willing to take the chance because I don't suffer any Ill, Ill will either way. Why doesn't somebody from member press say something? Because the founders embarrassed. That's why. No, because even even the other companies that had to roll back the truck, like WordPress.com, they came out and said, oops, we made a mistake. Or even like the poor guy who put all that premium plugin stuff into his, his avatar thing. He had to go like, oops, sorry, whatever. 
Not a peep. Nobody's saying anything. And that is the most telling thing of all of what really happened here. So, Tom, I just think this was a, you know, a minor, but it's a, just a bridge too far, Tom. This far is total BS. Total BS. If people start shutting stuff down when <laughs> licenses expire, that is ridiculous. Do you know how many people have plugins running in their site that they don't know they have to renew licenses for and forget? You're going to start exactly. breaking people's businesses online and stopping their store and their products from delivering because your license code expired? Ransomware. Hey, go friggin' build a SaaS platform if that's what you want to do. Okay? This is the plugin ecosystem. It is not supposed to work like that. And he gets away with it. He gets away with it because of the backer, you know, because he he gets away with it because he's got this SEO grip on the WordPress. Sorry, it needs to be sorted out. Um, and he needs to be, you know, somebody needs a serious chat with him. Uh, um, the management need to have a conversation with him and sort him out because this ain't on. Um, what do you reckon, Chris? Do you think the higher management needs, to, you know, of the WordPress community needs to have a, a word with these people? I think the WordPress community needs to have a word with each other and figure out which way we want to go here. Because, and and I think, in my opinion, it's going to go the opposite way of where MemberPress is going here in terms of maintaining a more freely open GPL environment. But I think there does need to be debate, and people that are pro kill switch should be at the table for that public conversation. I think that should happen. And I also just want to add that as a point of color, you know, a lot of WordPress media is like written and ideas are like kind of come from developers written for developers. The fact that you can jailbreak it or let's say like Paid Memberships Pro puts uh, their stuff freely available on GitHub public repositories. And I think Affiliate WP did this or used to do this as well. Like a lot of these workarounds and like, oh, well, if you don't agree, just, you know, there's this like, it took this developer five minutes to find the little piece of code to take out to solve the problem. Most 99.9% .9 of people have no idea what jailbreak means, have no idea, don't have a GitHub account, don't know, what, how to create a zip file plugin out of GitHub or whatever. So the bigger issue here is how does this affect the real bulk of users that like um, uh, John or... Yeah, I think, I'm sorry to interrupt, Chris. Yeah. I haven't done it too, you know, I'm terrible, aren't I? But I haven't done too much this episode, have I? You've been good. How do... <laughs> How the hell did they think this was going to go down? How the hell did they think this was going to pan out for them? I like Blair, and I can't. I don't have optics into his his mindset or his uh, prediction there. But I could only think as like a, a long standing member of the WordPress community, you have to expect it in business. Like expect some pushback here, and you know, in business and and in life, we have to make a lot of trade offs. So what is the trade-off here? <clears throat> is it is this the best way to to monetize better as a WordPress company? Is it worth kind of going in some ways against the intent or spirit of GPL and WordPress? Um, is it worth the fight to redefine GPL and what that means and 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 what can people modify and and how can they can restrict people? So at some point there was there was an agreement that like the trade-off is worth it. Otherwise, you know, it wouldn't have happened. Right. So, John, what do you reckon about about all this? this yeah, debacle? not much more that I can add that hasn't already been said, but just from a user um, goodwill point of view, I think it's a big turnoff if you're running this plugin and maybe you forget to renew and then all of a sudden you're shut out of your site. Now you're not only blaming member press maybe you're just saying wordpress itself is buggy and shutting you out and that's the unfortunate reality is a lot of the clients either they're not savvy enough to know why this is shutting down or maybe they just 
remember it as there is an issue with the site being on WordPress. And then they go and start using yeah, but a, John, SaaS, a SaaS solution. But John, yeah, go for it. It's not a minor thing. You've got a major membership plugin. So you're running a membership site. I've got my, I've got to say, you know, I run a hosting, Quasar hosting company, platform company, and we don't, we just, you know, we take the light, if they move from us, we just take the license keys out, but we don't cripple anything. This is somebody's membership website, and they're stopping you from, from looking into the major... It's outrageous, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's like I said, it's a big turnoff, and it it's going to end up. You know, I'm, there will be a non-zero number of people that this happened to that will end up going to another solution, like a SaaS solution that's not on WordPress, um, because of this, because they're just like turned off by this. Um, you know, not not everything is. You know, people get. I have, I have clients all the time that you know they'll they'll forget to renew something, and and they'll get messages or something like that. So I mean, renewing a plugin license, site owners they have a million things going on. You know, and then they wake up one day and their site is crippled. Maybe they're losing revenue. So yeah, it's just not a good move, and it's not good for the Can you WordPress if, ecosystem. If Automatic did this with WooCommerce. Can you imagine if they they had the audacity? Can yeah. you imagine the kind of perversity they would get? It's just, it's just bonkers. Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. But I get like needing to make money and all that um, is, you know, it's not a good precedent. If if you want to see that number like keep dipping lower and lower, major plugins doing stuff like this isn't helping. I just Definitely want to propose not. something that um, I have a lot of WordPress business friends and plugin companies, theme companies and stuff. And for these types of companies, the annual churn rate is typically around 50%. So these companies lose half their revenue or subscription revenue every, every year. So what would you advise as a better way for WordPress companies to better monetize? I just, I just want to pose that as like... If they, that's the issue, like how could we do that better? I, of course, we can make better products. Um, but well, what it's else funny. It's funny that you bring that up in because there was a video by another friend of the show, W from Paul from WP Tut, and I love Paul and I love his videos. Um, but he was he he was talking in one of his live shows that plugins. A single site license is too expensive, and he was getting a lot of people piling on, saying, "Yeah, it should only be twenty dollars and blah blah." Sorry, they're living in a dream world. They're living in bonk bonkerfield. <laughs> Just made a word there, panel bonkerfield. Uh, um, you know, they've got no idea of the support costs and the mucking around you got to do you to can, onboard you can somebody. You can understand from that what the cause is. Because when you compare a Wix or Weebly or Shopify Squarespace for the consumer, they don't understand that you have to a la carte buy all the pieces and then get somebody to help implement. They just realize those are features and I can start with Wix for $29 a month and everything's included. And the problem is without a unified front amongst the makers of WordPress, we'll never achieve that kind of an outcome. There will always be essentially tradesmen, craftsmen type of setups with an intermediary. So all of these things are salient to the bigger picture, which is WordPress's appeal was tinkerers, DIY, get it there yourself, and then people develop businesses to help get you there. Now we're facing competition from an endless stream of ready-to-go platforms where they can onboard millions of people for $29 a month. And it's very well, sexy. They, they it's report a, to do that. Come um, on, you know how it is. I mean, the, the, my earliest days back in 2006, before I got on WordPress, was in the freemium space. And that's they, they can afford to have millions and millions and millions well, I kind of, of people. people. I, I compare it to, because the best, you know, they are fantastic marketers. It's the Kajabi founders, absolutely red-hot marketers. And their spill about... It's really dead easy, and well, it really depends on your experience. But there's a whole 
whole ecosystem of Kajabi implementers out there that are paid. That's only, for, there's only like pa- 50,000. How many was the total user base? 50,000? About 50,000. Okay, yeah. and those are people with really high ticket products or services to sell. That's like, you know, ClickFunnels, same market, but ClickFunnels is great at marketing. So they have... I yeah, think very similar, very good at marketing. But, but WordPress is base. I mean, you're talking yeah. in the millions and millions. And many of those aren't necessarily at the point where they've got a product market fit or Excellent. they have a service that can be yeah. sold. So to justify the cost, it's the penny wise and dollar foolish. I mean, again, this is what I spend my days doing. But I'll have a conversation with somebody who has one problem with one plugin. And they're saying, oh, this $29 thing is so expensive, so complicated. And then I talk to them and they're willing to spend $3,000 as soon as somebody coherently tells them this is what they'll get because it's actually solving their overall pain. But getting from the, I have a boo-boo to you've just changed the way I eat and my life is different is a, a bridge too far if we're not all getting along and making it a coherent message. We're just tugging a war against each other here right now. And that's not tinkerers. That's God. Imagine, can well, you imagine Craig as the uh, as the uh, voice of this podcast? He's even worse than me. You're even worse than me, Craig. You, you are. have to invite him on. Look, this is something we fight with all the time, right? And I agree with Spencer. There, There is a maturing. Like, because you can do something for cheap or free, does not mean that is the constant comparison that you judge whether something is expensive. This is very, very, this is seen very clearly in the hosting space. You know, I mean, you can get hosting for people from like for two bucks a month. Okay. And I can just tell you there's a very vast difference between the quality of service you're going to get and the seriousness of a company offering you a $2 product a month versus a company offering you a premium service per month. I mean, Kinsta just raised prices, you know? I mean, so we're going to see things like hosting get more and more expensive, I predict. Now, one thing that, you know, in the plugin ecosystem, there is so many free plugins educating consumers on the value of solving the problem is really what needs to be done. Because I do really think, as Spencer said, when you put it to them in a way where they understand, like, look, just because there's 20 free plugins out there that seemingly do the same thing and you have to pay 29 bucks a month for this plugin, stop comparing them going $29 a month is so expensive for this. How big of a problem does it solve you? What is the value of that problem? And the frame of reference for this is not how people think. They think about like, well, gosh, there's like, you know, a dozen free caching plugins. Why do I need to pay for WP Rocket, which I'm a huge fan of, right? And it's like, because they're a serious company doing serious things on caching and I want to support them. And we have to, as consumers and users in this space, and I've I've blogged about this, we need to not take the cheapest free alternative all the time. We need to pay for the things that drive value so we can put money back into the ecosystem for innovation. Yeah, it's a balance, isn't it, Tom? Because I also agree with what Spencer said. It just depends where you are on your business. Yeah. If you're bootstrapping or you're trying to start a side gig and you've got absolutely no money, you've got to do the best you can. But at least you can do, you know, you might. But um, it's really a witch's brew we got at the present moment. It just needs some guidance. It needs some adult supervision in the playground to do some sorting it doesn't have to be too brutal but it just but this just to finish off this was just a bridge too far for me personally i think it's outrageous what they've done but it is what it is that's just my personal opinion for whatever it's worth which isn't much panel or listeners as you know my views are not worth much uh um so and spencer totally agrees with that statement uh um so uh um, on to the panel's recommendations i'm going to start with mine it's a bit outside but um i re-listened to the book and i watched the film and i've checked a slightly controversial book or film american psycho uh, um not the easiest read, not the easiest watch. It's about a psychopathic American, um, a yuppie, 
um, that goes around butchering innocent people left, right and centre. And the reason why I recommended it um, is that um, this, as a kind of guest American, I see myself as British, but I'm also an American citizen and I do love America and I wish it well. But there is something a bit psycho about American society in general. It truly is bonkers. Uh, um, <laughs> that's why I'm choosing it. I highly recommend it. That's me. Over to Spence. What's your recommendation of the week? And please, Spencer, can you make sure that Chris's and Tom's are in Slack for me? Sure. If you could do that, Spence. What's your recommendation, Spence? If it makes you feel better, I see you as British and bonkers. But I'm uh, totally bonkers, aren't I? Absolutely. I want to speak to a topic on this recommendation that sort of fits in well with today's conversation because it is the free plugin called the Menu Images Icons Made Easy. Shocking that depending on which theme you're using or block editor, it's not easy to take something like the WooCommerce's My Account link and just put a picture of a person so it doesn't take up so much space. I had to resort to a free plugin. But I also want to weave into the story, besides being useful across any theme or blocks you're using, this is the kind of thing that got me so excited from day one about WordPress and still gets me excited. And you know what? If stuff like this goes away, I realize I will not be excited anymore because I was previously in another incarnation on platforms and you had to beg the platform to have something made. The fact that somebody can make a little tchotchke like this or I can make the fixed Gutenberg style thing as a throwaway, that's what WordPress is about. And I think this is a perfect example. Even in a world of like everything, this should be part of the default core navigation, right? You could just put an icon in. Well, you can't. And with the block editor and all the rest of the stuff, you probably won't for a long, long time. But you can do it with the plugin. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. Um, Tom, what's your recommendation? Is it American Psycho, Tom? Uh, no, no, that's that's way too much time on my hands. Uh, I'm gonna have to start, you know, doing more recreational things to get uh, recommendations. Like you don't that. want to read that book if you're squirmish, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> So I'm going to do a shout out to a company that one of our team members actually went to work for, and they are doing some really cool stuff. It's Trava Security. And uh, they basically, it's really interesting. They're probably more for established businesses. This isn't a website tool, but they've found a way to do sort of a security scan of your business's infrastructure. This ain't and, a, you've got some expensive taste, Tom, when it comes well, to your tool. This ain't, this ain't a $5,000 tool, though, Tom, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Yeah. I don't think it's that expensive. Oh, and, uh, and they basically give you a profile you can use to go get cyber insurance, which is really a big thing that I think a lot of companies need yeah. to do. If you don't have cyber insurance coverage i think it's like going to be something as very commonplace like homeowners insurance and business insurance well, we are, in the next 10 years. That, you're so right tom we do live in america and spencer ex-lawyer you know you're liking for suing companies you know there we go um put it into chat can you i got it in there. and uncle spencer will put it into slack because otherwise i forget um Let's go with Chris. Chris, what's your recommendation? I want to give a shout out to Castos, which is a podcast hosting, yeah. but they also have a Well, you can definitely come back again. For, <laughs> I guess you keep saying that because they're my major sponsor, aren't they? I can... They also have a feature which people don't always realize called private podcasting, which is really cool. Recently, they added Lifter LMS integration, which means you can have a private podcast for your courses. Each course can have its own private podcast, which is really cool. But also for people just getting started, um, sometimes people don't start with a membership site or a course. They start with a newsletter. But I just want you to know that in addition to having an email list and a newsletter, you could start with a private podcast on Castos. If you're not the writing type, you're more the talking type. And uh, you know, start getting subscribers and building your your list or your community that way with private podcasts so shout out to castos yeah just a great founder craig 
Um, he's a bit dry, isn't he? But he is a great guy and it's just a great product, isn't it, Chris? It is. And I'm saying that not just because they just pay me for saying it, listeners of yours. Uh, I'm easily bought, though. Any contributions are most welcome, actually. There's only two companies in the whole ecosystem of WordPress I wouldn't take money from, and that's saying something. Anybody else, I'd take your money straight away. Uh, um, so, John, John, kind of your recommendations. Uh, so my recommendation is a podcast that I discovered called Intersectional Insights. And the two Well, that hosts, rose off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah, rhymes. Uh, the two hosts are Olivia and Raven. Uh, they are both blind. Uh, they are both black women. But this podcast is, it's amazing. I love it. it it's very cool. You'll get a lot out of it. Well, you put it in Slack, haven't you? Yes, I did. Yes, because you didn't do last week, so I don't think you were naughty, John. Naughty. Uh, I'll fix there you it. go. There you go. Uh, um, panel, I think it's been a great show. Spencer's got mentally, he's already got a list of complaints about the way I, uh, um, he's got endless. I'm just excited for us to do funnel building live. We're not calling it. <laughs> we, we came to a. We came, you've had weeks to choose the name of this. Weeks and weeks, Spencer. I, 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 I don't know. You know we, I have sorry, notes Spencer. from us talking all Sunday about this. And it's no, says, you sent me a live. Slack message and I'll put my foot down. We've I've even got a, I've even got a, bloody name, Spencer. For God's you know sake. What? Anything you want to call it is fine by me, Jonathan. You like, you've learned, you're starting, I'm starting to train. You're starting to say the right things there, sure. Spencer. I know it's hard. Uh, Rob, we'll see you next week. I've got to say that the listeners that are joining us live, Craig and some of the other people, you, you're like, you've been an extra panellist. Um, great comments. You can watch all their comments by going and watching this like, watching this on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. It's just entertaining just for that. Uh, um, we'll see you next week. See you soon. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind WordPress membership group on Facebook? And if you want to keep up with all the latest news on the podcast, visit wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.